Welcome back to GPS Sports. It's me, Quinn, here alongside Seth and Connor. As usual, how are you guys doing today? Quinn, I think if we played all of your intros like next to each other from all of our, what are we at, like 13, 14 episodes that we've done here, they would all sound the exact same. Intonation, exact word usage, you don't change a bit. And I let me let me put this spin on it, Quinn. <laughs> I think that's very positive. I like that a lot. You're consistent. You're keeping you, us Connor. on the rails. This is a train on its tracks, right? Come on, Quinn. Yeah. Your consistency to me personally. Give me some. Quinn. Give me a fist. Oh bump man, here. is it just me and you versus Seth now? Probably, Seth. <laughs> it's funny how that. I feel like works. it always this is. This is just. This is just. GP sports now. Honestly, it's Connor versus lies, and I am on the <laughs> side of the truth. And if you guys aren't on my side, it's likely you're being lied to, and you're a prisoner of the lie camp. Don't worry, boys. I'll free you of your chains. Come to GPS After Hours. Yeah. <laughs> the show's called Connor versus Lies. This is, Connor it's now a philosophy lies. show. GPS philosophy with Connor Pritchett. It opens, and I'm like in an interrogation room, and I click on the light. Welcome to Connor versus the Lies. <laughs> and it's like, din -a -din. And you just have the most obnoxious conspiracy theories about everything. <laughs> Was the moon faked by the government? Do they. <laughs> Turn it off every day before the sun rises? Find out next Find week. Find out next week, and I never answer anything. The answer may surprise you. Yeah, every, everything, in that, everything in that it's podcast, all it's just a question. It's you don't, just a bunch of ads. It's just ShamWow and Sham Billy Mays. Yeah, and stuff for men. You don't ever you know, make any statements. It's just, just questions. That's it. The answer may surprise you, and everyone's upset. Or will I'll it? Or will it? And that might surprise some other people that you're not surprised at the answer. <laughs> no matter what, someone's got to be surprised somewhere, please. Connor, you didn't tell me how you're doing this week. Quinn, I'm doing just spectacular. Tonight is the first night of um, NBA action returning after the All-Star break. Heck yeah. And personally, that fills a deep, dark void in my heart. So um, I finally have a sense of value again, which is good because I can watch the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers battle it out in the fourth quarter live during the podcast, <laughs> which I am doing, and I'll give you guys updates. Okay, thank um, you. I appreciate that. Did you guys watch the All-Star game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really happy with it. Yeah. It made a lot more sense when fun. I watched it, <laughs> as opposed to when we were trying to figure it out last week. Yeah, yeah no, we, we, we talked about it for maybe like the last 10 minutes of our podcast, and I, I listened back. It is unlistenable. Like, <laughs> yeah. as an audience member, well, you okay. have no idea what defense, you're talking about. In our defense, you had to be in an intramural game in like 10 minutes, so we were like rushing. So through. anyway, Quinn, I'm doing quite well, and I appreciate you asking. It's good. Um, so the uh, All Star Game last week, really fun to watch. Um, yeah, the the format of what they did was actually incredible, and it did not seem at all like it was going to work. It was very confusing as to to what kind of the actual rules of it were. Um, I tuned in in the third quarter, and I saw the score was like thirty to twenty five, and I was like, but it was also up. like ninety five to eighty six. <laughs> yeah. like, how are there two scores What's at one on? time? <laughs> Okay, it did make sense to me too. A lot more watching it than me trying to like think about it in yeah. like my brain and try to conceptualize this whole thing. I liked it. It did add a level of competition in my eyes that the NBA was trying for. I think this was very successful. The NBA, yeah, because this was one of the first All Star games. This is excluding baseball, so I guess this is basically just basketball versus football. Yeah, between every Pro Bowl and All Star game, this was the most competitive All Star weekend I have seen. Yes, um, out of the out of a, a sport. I so I'm really that's a huge win for the NBA. Absolutely, and I think to add to that, um, I I really like the format this year. Um, in that um, the halftime show was really good, and they they yeah. made a point of having like yeah, Chicago's injured, best, like, you know, yeah. like Kanye was there, and like Chance, Chance came out yeah. for the for the halftime show, which I think was spectacular. Kobe tributes all around, yeah, really well done. The the whole like game aside, the whole performance aspect of the All Star Game this year yeah. was uh, I want to say like Super Bowl esque. Without all the fanfare of the Super Bowl that comes Extremely with it. Extremely you know? watchable. 
Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. great point. And I think, too, with what you're talking about in the Super Bowl, Queen, that's really good. The parallel I'm going to draw for basketball is that that is a form of the their Super Bowl in as much as that is the brand of the NBA within mm-hmm. one game. So the brand of the NFL is given to America through the Super Bowl. Like, oh, this is the NFL. This is what we care about. We like funny commercials about beer and horses and Budweiser and stuff. Welcome Those to the NFL. Those are all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, <laughs> me that a, is exactly the same. And Tides. <laughs> Stains, are you happy, uh, happy Seth? Okay, yeah. but what I mean to say is that the brand of the NFL is given to the people through the Super Bowl in the same way that in one game, the NBA can give the brand of the NBA to the people, which is a highly watched event, the All-Star Weekend, which is all culminating in the All-Star Game. And so for me personally, I thought the NBA did a really good job about cultivating their brand within one game because you can't actually do that in the NBA because of just the grand sum of games that exist and because the finals, which would be your effective championship, is with... You know, it's not going to come down to a game seven, which is the, um, I guess, the feel of the emergency of the Super Bowl that you have for both teams mm-hmm, winner take mm-hmm. all. So, uh, and for the NBA, they had they did a really good job of giving the audience emergency and uh, really giving their audience a sense of competition um, in the form of the game. Yeah, really fun game to watch uh, through and through. I, you know, as you guys know, I'm not like the biggest basketball person in the world, but I, I enjoyed it, you know. You see all the all the stars on one field, and that's always the appeal of the All Star Game. For but, whatever reason, I I've never like. The, I think the Pro Bowl is the least uh, ex- exciting, least watchable. I think All-Star it's the hardest game. to fix as well. Yeah, because it's a contact sport. It's also a week right before after. The oh, Super it's Bowl. it's collision. It's like what's after contact, right? Yeah. Like basketball is contact. Yeah. This is collision. Yeah, and Completely so different. It's at, it's right at the end of your season. Which is weird, but I get that you can't put it in the middle. Right. That would be weird. Yeah. And so it's hard to do something fun with it, though. You know, like I think baseball and basketball, they both make it like a fun event where the players can just have a good time and like play each other and like they're smiling. The was that like drafting two teams from two like famous former athletes or former football players was going to be like, oh, this will make it more interesting. In no way does it make it more interesting. I could care less who's on either team. In fact, it makes it far more confusing. Yep. Uh, And so, I don't know. I I found that to be a waste of time. I don't know how you fix the Pro Bowl. You Um, don't. Well, you can. can. I could tell you how. Give me your argument why you think you can, and then I'll tell you why you obviously can. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just do it that way. So why don't you tell me why you think up. you're right, and then I'll unequivocally tell you why you're wrong. I'm yeah. like this. I'm like, Seth, give me your argument. I'm going to give you the space to make your argument, and then I'm going to uh, shoot it with a harpoon gun. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will try to put up my best no, but defenses. I'm, you know, I'm, giving, I'm giving him a defense. I feel like I'm a very kind person to do that. Wow. Okay. He's such a great guy. Pro- problem one. Uh, this is after every player that is playing has been eliminated <laughs> from competition. Their, their their reason for playing is over. For some of these guys, it means slightly more because they didn't even make the playoffs. And so it's like, hey, you know, I, I had this great personal achievement, though. But if you're a guy like, you know, Lamar Jackson. Um, oh, yeah, or, he's, that's a ceremonious appearance. Right. right? Or, or even worse, like um, you are anyone from the Packers or the Titans. Who How about just, just got eliminated? It, yeah. Then you're like, man, I hate it here. <laughs> and yeah. like, you can smile and laugh at all. Like, I want to go home and rest my body. It's been you know 18 weeks whatever right, 20 exactly. whatever weeks you do not really want to be here and they try to put it in hawaii and make it fun you know there's there's not a ton of contact so the refs you know call it dead before a lot of hard tackles are made yeah um so that's that's a good attempted stuff but in the end you can't solve it like the nba solved their thing with with charity to make it more of a competition and i'll even go into that in a bit but you can't solve it with that because guys just aren't going to ruthlessly hit each other in a game that is basically pickup. Pickup for people who are making $30, $40 million a year. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, I don't even think that the charity method is the best way to fix an all-star It seems game. like a PR move on behalf of yeah. the NBA NFL, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah say more about that. I got to say, <laughs> watching that fourth quarter with three hundred thousand dollars on I the know. line for LeBron's one LeBron's gonna be paid three hundred thousand dollars per quarter every other Laker regular season game. Not right? yeah, not just right. that. I'm okay that it's 
you know, comparatively a smaller amount of money. I think it's great that they're going to give to charity. It feels very weird and kind of dirty to pit two charities against each other yeah. and say these super athletes will now compete to see if you get a new computer. And <laughs> uh, I just, I struggle with that. As, as someone who was watching, I was like completely into it. And then about halfway through the fourth quarter, that thought just hit me and I didn't inf- fully enjoy the rest of the game. I want to make another point about the All-Star game, by yeah. the way, uh, that's unrelated to what you just said <laughs> completely. Great. But um, <laughs> but here I go. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is the root problem of the Pro Bowl. And I think it's that you have it in one city because the thing about the All-Star game is having it move from city to city when you have that with the MLB and the NBA, is you have this sense of pride. When when the All-Star game comes to your city, your fans get excited. You're like, oh, we get to host this awesome event. Like, let's show off our city. Let's show off. And you could argue that they do that with the Super Bowl, but I don't think it's nearly as big an event. And it doesn't bring all fans from You're, all... Hold on, pause. Quinn, you don't think it's as big of an event as the Super Bowl, which no, is the I think it's, I think highest it's watched thing? I think it's different. I Tell don't me think, how it's different. I don't think it has as much of a uh, appeal to the city, is what I'm saying. Um, because... When, the Super Bowl is the greatest appeal to a city I can think of. Sure, but so I, okay, so I, I see what you're saying, but also the All Star Game. What my point is is it's like a it's a chance for you to showcase your city. Why can't you just do that Whereas, in the Super Bowl? But the Super that's not what the Super Bowl is about. The Super Bowl is about the two teams playing, and it's about the end of the NFL season. Nobody's focused. Where was the Super Bowl two years ago? Two years ago, Minnesota. I'm surprised you Atlanta, knew that. Atlanta, Minnesota. Atlanta was last year. Atlanta, either Atlanta or Minnesota. See, but the, it, it, it doesn't <laughs> You're have... Right. It wasn't, the Super Bowl's it identity is not tied... Or New Orleans? ...to the location. <laughs> New Orleans was our year. Okay. I know that. It, it's not tied to the location. You see what I'm saying here? Whereas the mm-hmm. All-Star game for baseball and the NBA, it's tied to the location, and, and you have it themed around that. Like when the All-Star game was in San Diego two years ago, the entire event beachy, was themed around like beachy yeah, yeah. type culture stuff culture that you find in San Diego. Right. So, and I think that's that's the biggest appeal of the All Star Game. That's why it works so much better. Is and, and then you got the Pro Bowl, which like you just kind of throw out there in in Hawaii, <laughs> and it's always in, Hawaii, in the same yeah. place. You know. Yeah, I mean that's true. I do think you make a fair point about, especially revenue, strictly revenue. Like it would be really fun to see certain small market cities host a Pro Bowl for us to be able to see that, right? Like Buffalo, that'd be way fun. No one's gonna go to Buffalo. That's okay. Fair <laughs> After the point. season is over, in the middle of February. In February. Okay, so maybe we gotta go to uh, <laughs> Fox is, markets. There only. is no way that you can do it anywhere other than Hawaii. See, but th- that's another thing though. Is in in the uh, it's a fair point, Seth. In the MLB and NBA, you you like you go to locations that are going to have good All Star games. Like you're not going to go to Tampa Bay for the the MLB All Star game because they have a terrible stadium. You know, yeah. that's until they fix that. Equitable from the league point of view. Here's what I'm going to say, Quinn. I hear you, but let me raise you. I hear you. I think that the city they could fix that for sure. There would have to be some way. I think it would be super funny to watch. I mean, a Pro Bowl in the snow would be kind of the best. I don't know. <laughs> the players would hate it, but as an audience, we would love it. And if we know anything about sports, it's about the consumer. The Pro Bowl that includes the backup center from the Cleveland Browns because no one else wanted to Yeah, come. the guy declines the Pro Bowl <laughs> invitation. That's true. I, but I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I would say we can fix it on two fronts, right? All right. The first front is um, we could do the city thing. I like that, Quinn. But what I really mean to say about the Pro Bowl, and this is how we could fix it, is you got to give the league some incentive. So for the NBA, the incentive is I I don't their incentive was charity it wasn't that much it's mostly playing to the pride of the player but the thing about the, what separates baseball well baseball first of all the highest incentive is that your the NL and the AL get home field advantage which it, is ridiculous by the way that is but it doesn't uh, that makes I, a garbage I don't, idea I, I don't I like have this it. confirmed but I don't think that that's the case in the MLB anymore. Okay. I think did they, they made a rule. Change I think they made a rule change on it. Okay, hopefully because I like that though. That Why? Gave, because I want to see the it stars the players compete. Of, I don't want to see also, the stars hang out. I can watch I think, them hang out on Instagram I think if on you the offseason. I want to see the 108-win team, you know, versus a 92-win team in the World Series, the 108-win team should get home field advantage. Absolutely deserves then it. Then win yeah. that game, right? Yeah, but you what only if they, have four, five players yeah, in that right. game. 
who and were rotated through exactly, regularly. Exactly. And that's what makes it interesting. For me, the incentive is why you're mad. You would have never gotten that mad with anything with the Pro Bowl ever for any reason. You getting mad for me is enough of an argument to say mm, that the NL and the AL yeah. should do this because of how upsetting it is. You're like, the stakes are too high. I think the All-Star game, because of its star potential, should have the highest stakes outside of the playoffs within the regular season. But that's the I don't problem. agree with that, but I also see what you're saying there. If it affects the other stuff, just because we, we are arguing about it doesn't make it good. Because if, if the All-Star game is affecting other things that have no real relationship with it, like the All-Star game affecting the literal World Series, that that is absurd. It's, Why? Who it's, says? Who says the literal MLB? What are you showing us? What is going I, I just, I, I, out of curiosity, we started talking. Someone mentioned the Browns, and I, for whatever reason, thought of, thought Bengals of the Bengals guy who's, guy who's on the rooftop room. of his bar. Oh, yeah, and I, I just googled like because I, I didn't remember like. For those of you who didn't listen to that episode, um, we found out on a, a random sports fact that there was a Bengals fan who the Bengals started, what, 0-8, 0-9? 0-11. 0-11. So he went up week three. He said, I'm going to live on the roof of this bar until, until the wins. Bengals win, which was seven, eight weeks later? Which yeah, was, I think I think we recorded that decision. podcast on like in, in November, early yeah. November. He left the bar in December 2nd. He was on the rooftop for 57 days in the middle of the Cincinnati winter. And what happens if they go 0-16? He dies. He dies. Completely unrelated. I'm sorry. Saved that man's life. Total tangent. I just thought that was hilarious. Okay, but but actually, though, back to the All-Star game. It really does bother me that the MLB ever thought that it was a good idea to connect a for-fun event where you're only going to be representing on both teams a few guys from the eventual teams that will be in the World Series, and then saying, if this if this series goes seven, the All-Star game could have a huge role in who's bringing home that trophy, or as Rob Manfred would call it, a chunk of metal. Oh, God. <laughs> we need, that's a great... We need to talk about... We'll talk give about me, it. Give me one second, Queen. Give me one yeah, second yeah, yeah, to yeah. go not, back not right now, just for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get to Rob Manfred in a second. <sighs> Here's the thing, Seth. This is where you and I differ. I found it in what you said. I, I'm like Indiana Jones. I sifted through the dust. Boom, I found it. You said it was a for-fun event, the All-Star Game. I beg to differ. What is fun about sports is that it is competitive. What makes sports fun is that there is something to win, that there's something on the line that someone could lose. If you imagine all of sports, if it was a for-fun enterprise, that wouldn't be as fun as to say, oh my gosh, my team is one game away from elimination. Those games are way fun. Sure, you're stressed. Sure, sure you're mad. You're as pissed off as you've ever been when, like, for instance, like Lamar in the playoffs. That yeah. is high stakes against the Titans, and you're pissed. But that is what is the beauty of sports, is that your Ravens can go 13-2, and two and they still might lose in one game and be out for the rest of the season. And for me, my argument to be made is that the All-Star game should match that about sports. You shouldn't. The All-Star game is fun by nature of having all those great players in the same place. Now, that's fun enough. What makes it good now, not fun, what makes it good is that it's competitive. For the NL and the AL, I believe what makes it good is is that there is so much on the line. And I th also believe that that can be true in the NFL and that can be true in the NBA. There is a way where you can put picks on the table. You can make some, you can, there are, there is an incentive in that you could put in place for, because I think the all-star game, this is why you should give such a high incentive. Let's say hypothetically for the NFL, Connor wants to, you know, commissioner Connor Pritchett wants to make the NFL better. His decision is that the, um, the entire AFC, gets an extra pick. One compensatory pick per team. I know. That, I, you heard me. Because first of all, how much talent is in the undrafted pool? We've seen a ton of talent. One compensatory pick per team can make a huge difference in your, in your entire league. That is ridiculous. I know. And so <laughs> what would make it? <laughs> I'm serious, bro. Or at least um, wow. per team that is shown in the Pro Bowl, right? So it's like, Let's say in the AFC, there's like three times, there's a bunch of teams. 15? There's 15, no, 16. There is 16 teams in the AFC. Let's say 10 are represented. Each of those 10 teams get a compensatory pick from the win of the Pro Bowl. Mm. To me, that is a great argument because what 
The stakes have never Ugh, like the stakes know, are very high. I don't know. But here's the thing, Quinn. Tin it's all of right your here. stars yeah, this, on the this field. Is, this is I hate hot. seeing Julio Jones jog down the field. I love seeing Julio Jones sprint down the field and just moss a guy. I, I agree. There's no there's no you know incentive what I would for hate? them. I think that's extreme, seeing Julio though. Jones break his freaking leg. But that's a risk for him driving his car to the parking to the to the structure. <laughs> Listen, Julio Jones. The risk of football should you not. You did not just say that right now. You did not say Julio Jones could break his leg in his car. It is. Okay, <laughs> if there is that is not equal. No, no, no. Listen to my argument. The <laughs> what makes that make sense is that the risk of sports is playing them. I could drown I, I if I swim yeah. any time that I swim. Right. So for Julio Jones, he could break his leg any single game. Just to say that the Pro Bowl, you're not supposed to break your leg. That's just not a good football game. The part of what makes a regular season game so great, part of make, what makes the regular season so great in the NFL is how much there is at stake per game, Especially per player, only 16 per games. play. Yeah. And so yeah. what makes football good is that it is collision sport, which makes the stakes higher, which raises my anxiety, which when Russell Wilson walks off the field for another week without injury, I like give a prayer to God because what makes it fun is how high the stakes are. And so what makes the Pro Bowl fun is how high the stakes should be. So Julio Jones, oh, we're worried about breaking his leg. Stop saying football isn't a sport where you could break your leg in every single game. That is the danger with football. That's why mothers aren't putting their sons in Pop Warner football because they're <laughs> nervous about that. But that that's part of football, okay? So if you if we're to say that's part of football, I believe that we can make the um the Pro Bowl high stakes. I say a compensatory pick per team represented, and I think that would make the play better. That would definitely draw media attention. Look at us. We're talking about it more than we ever could be. <laughs> Look at us. We're talking about it because you brought it up like an insane All right. person. Connor no is, way. Connor's gonna die on this hill, and I want to move on because we've been talking about this for a while. So I'm gonna I'm gonna transition. All right, all right. All right. Let me let me end it like this. Yeah, let yeah. me end it like this. Well, I don't get the last word after you talk for 15 Ma- minutes. Okay, well okay, fine. Let <laughs> me five three piece of crap. Let me say this, Quinn. Whoa, hey, let's not hurl this- insults about Connor's height out here. Yeah, nor we all know his he's seven three. <laughs> not nice. So let me say this, all right. The point being about the NBA All-Star game is that it was competitive and that made it good. And what is missing in the Pro Bowl is that it's just not competitive enough in my opinion. The compensatory pick thing we can debate sort of like nickels and dimes on like what should be the reward. If I hadn't the point cut you guys being, off, you guys would have debated that for an hour. And Easy. Qu- and because le- it's worth a debate for an hour yeah, for the Pro Bowl for sure. the NFL because they're wasting their money on like letting Joe Tessitore talk about Russell Wilson throwing a ball through a hoop. What are the odds Roger Goodell is going to listen to this podcast, though? Okay, the odds the odds are high when I show him and we become close friends because of all my good ideas. Now, listen, it's I'm just saying there needs to be a higher competitive that uh, higher competition in this in each All Star game like the MLB. I like that. And that's all I'm arguing for is raise the competition. That's better for the brand. That's better for your advertising. That's better for your sport. And you can say something if you'd like, but I'm pretty sure I tied this bad boy boy up with little Bo. Uh, if you are gonna say gift. something, Seth, make it make it quick. We've been your on this. Bo for a while. is made of thrown away banana peels. Uh, that's and creative <laughs> and innovative. And the MLB was a terrible idea to do the. All Star Game that way. You could have just stopped the, it. The MLB was a terrible idea. That's that's <laughs> true. At this point, I agree because you've talked a lot on this podcast about delayed gratification. Nothing is more delayed gratification than saying, "Oh yeah, you remember four months ago when your league won an All Star Game? Oh yeah, now now this one team gets to benefit." The issue from isn't that. remembering. What a no, the issue is that that game mattered four months ago. Four months ago, now that game doesn't matter. You know who doesn't give a All crap? Right. The We're moving on. The, the I'm calling it. We're moving Tampa on. Tampa Bay Rays, who is in the All Star game because okay. he got lucky. He he oh, could give a crap about who goes. No, he'll so. give a crap because he's in the locker room with the guy who gives a crap. Because what if it's the Astros? He's gonna throw the game. And that is newsworthy, which is good for the sport. Let's talk about the Astros. Speaking of the Astros. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I said the job. word Astros transition. It's a trigger word now. The Astros <laughs> is like, what? You want to talk? Oh, yeah, I'll talk about the Astros. Okay. Everyone tuned sure. out for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Astros? Yeah. So uh, since last week, um, this scandal has now spread to other other sports. Um, 
and baseball in general. Like I, I, I feel like it's now at a point where everybody is making comments about this situation. It's wild. Which I think is a great thing for the sport of baseball. Um, not so great for Rob Manfred. Um, but yeah, let's talk about he it. He brought that evil upon himself. So I, I think can he be fired? Uh well he's his salary is paid by the owners. So as long as he's doing what the, the owners, owners like. Would, no, they'd have to vote him out. Yeah. yeah as long like as he's doing what the but owners like. The owners like. gotta be big mad. Thirty one owners gotta be big mad. I don't know. That's the thing. It, and and that's that's the issue here. And and what I kinda wanna where I kinda wanna go with this after um we talk about some of the people that have spoken out against this um, is there's a disconnect right now between owners and players uh, that this, I think this scandal has really highlighted. Okay. Um, But before we get around to that, um, I think it says volumes about how big your scandal is when a guy like Mike Trout says something about it. Yeah. Because Mike Trout is unequivocal. I keep saying that word, but I can't pronounce it. Unequivocally? Unequivocally? Unequivocally. Yeah. The best athlete in baseball. Yes. Um, Nobody would... (laughs) What about Bryce Harper, Quinn? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't don't do this. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get me started on this. Don't do this to yourself. Um, And he... uh, He's so good that his team won a World Series after he left. He's known... (laughs) That's legacy. (laughs) Mike Trout is known for being quiet, you know? Yeah, because he's so good, but he's not like marketable. Prof- let's say professional instead of quiet. Yeah, like right. pr- he's professional. I like that. He's, I like, like that. he's like Derek Jeter, right? Yeah. Derek Jeter sits in front of the camera. He speaks for twenty minutes and he doesn't say a word. He's a great guy, but he's not marketable, and that's how he's known. You know, he's not controversial. He doesn't get into these big things. When Mike Trout says, speaks up against against this this scandal, you know it's big and it, and it's an issue. And I think it's really divided the players' union in two because. It came out in the last week that the players' union for the MLB to conduct the investigation had to um, uh, ask the MLB to grant the players uh, immunity from whatever punishment was handed down. Uh, Players aren't too happy about that. Anyway, uh, LeBron James, uh, this got to basketball. He said, if this was my sport, I would be ashamed. You know, like something along those lines. His word was irate. Yeah, his yeah. word is if if I knew they took a championship for, championship from me, I'd be irate. That's an intense word, and the fact that, yeah, that's that some anger. The commissioner of your sport called the title the thing that that. Okay, so as a Padres fan, and Red Sox, but like I'm speaking as a Padres fan right now, a title would mean so much to me. You know, if if the San Diego Padres were to win the World Series, is wearing Red Sox hoodie. Yeah. If the San Diego He's Padres like speaking from my tortured side of fan <laughs> yeah. and not my spoiled side, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the San Diego Padres were to win a World Series, that would mean so much to me. Yeah. So much more than a piece of metal. So for the commissioner of your sport to call a title a piece of metal, that's just disrespectful. That's stupid. That's dense. There's no sugarcoating that. Manfred is an idiot. And yeah. and he alienated all of the players. There are people saying, you never played the sport, and it shows right now. Yeah. We need somebody who can represent us better. You suck. Get out of here. And I want him out, and I want to see everyone more action does. taken. I, yeah, I think that for me, what's the hardest part about this controversy is how unapologetic he is. Yes. It's not necessarily – him calling it a chunk of metal – is a problem. Sure, he's not a materialistic guy. Oh, cool. He's like, he's like, oh, it's just a chunk of metal. Yes, technically, but like, think about the blood, sweat, and tears, and emotions, and drive, and time the players spent towards that chunk of metal. That chunk of metal is a symbol of much more. It is physically a chunk of metal, but like, Colin Kaepernick physically went on his knee, but symbolically, he said he was very, very loud, right? Obviously, it's a chunk of metal, but like it's the symbol of the thing, right, Quinn? But I think for me, what's hard is his him not saying that and choosing not to apologize to backtrack to change his decision because I think it's a pretty popular choice to say that Rob Manfred lifted a pinky finger in response to one of the biggest scandals since the steroid era. Mm-hmm. There was a new tweet that surfaced today also that uh, during the 2017 season, uh, the Oakland A's reported uh, to the MLB that the uh, Astros were sign-stealing, um, and the MLB did nothing about it. So so that's interesting, um, that until it was public information because of... Who, who reported it? Mike Fires? Mm-hmm. Uh, so until it went public, the MLB did nothing about it and did not care. 
Yep. Which, so honestly, we talk a lot about the MLB and and as much as we joke about it being a sport that no one watches, you know, but it it, it is it it's and we care about this. It's a Everyone sport with a rich this. history. Yeah, like that's the thing about it. Baseball, as much as people like meme on it and joke about it for being boring. It, it, it's a sport with a rich history. It's America's sport. It's been around for such a long time, and and there's there's a lot of culture surrounding baseball. And, and we all went to probably more baseball games than we did any other sport. Right. right. Baseball park is is a foundational rock of a childhood memory. Yeah. In my life. Yeah, and for the commissioner of that sport, the guy that's supposed to be the figurehead, the leader of all these clubs, to just say. Uh, that a title is basically meaningless and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter that this title was probably illegitimate. It's just, it's not good for the face of the sport. And in an era where baseball is being questioned more than ever, and people are like, is this a sport that we should even care about anymore? I think first off, it's a good thing in the fact that it thrusts them in the limelight again, but not in a good way. And I think this is going to age very poorly. Yeah, see, that's really important. Be- what you said, Quinn, is what he did for the sport because obviously the commissioner is like the figurehead of the sport. Roger Goodell is tied to the NFL for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. right, because of the work. Remember when David Stern died? He was He's tied to the NBA as the commissioner for the rest of his life. Yeah. You are the token piece figurehead of the freaking sport. That's what the commissioner, that's what the job is. And for him to say that his sports championship doesn't matter that's really hard for the brand because everyone else is asking themselves the same question. Does the World Series matter? And I think you make a great point, Quinn, is that the World Series baseball, the World Series especially, is deeply and richly rooted in American culture. Raising a pennant will kind of mean more to so many cities worth of people than ever raising an NBA trophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and think, man, I... Or, an, or, or a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I hate to say this, but when the Astros won that 2017 World Series, it was against the Dodgers, and I'm a Dodgers fan, but I had to say, wow, this is an incredible moment for that city. They had gone through so much with the flooding um, and the hurricane that had just tore through that whole area, um, and people needed to pick me up. And they got that with the Astros because the Astros fan base and every one of those games was absolutely incredible. And I do feel for those fans. I even feel for those fans that that kind of have have shut their ears to this whole thing. Um, Because those are genuine people who care about this sport, who watch that game either live or on TV. And with whatever else was going on in their life, they had that happy moment. Um, And it's, it's really sad to see that that in in some ways wasn't real. But as we've talked about before, you'll never take that moment away from that like eight-year-old kid who was sitting on the couch with his dad. Well, and, and in a similar but vein... But you should, because <laughs> they cheated. I'm, I'm speaking to that eight-year-old on the couch. He's got to know that that moment was ruined. Like I'm serious. That's, man, that's the hardest by part By the about team it. cheating. Yeah. He's like, this is a great moment with my dad on the couch. This hypothetical situation. Yeah. Quinn, that kid has to know that that is robbed from him by cheating. Absolutely. Why? Because that is what cheating ought to do. Yeah. That is what the um, culture around cheating ought to be, which is like, this is criminal sin. As if, deeply if, uncomfortable as that is, if you're you, entirely right. Sorry, eight-year-old you boy. Your team cheated. That, Boom. That pennant's gone. Suck it. Your team shouldn't have cheated. If you can look at that He's and sad. you can tell a kid that it's okay for for his idols and his role models to be cheating, to be cutting the rules in the game, what kind yeah. of message is that sending? You know, absolutely. And, and Astros fans are so unapologetic. Not all of them. I I, I don't want to generalize here, but the, the, a, a we good can majority. say Rob Manfred for his lack of a hard decision. Yeah. We and can say for all of the Astros who are just saying, let's just move on. I think the value of an MLB trophy. The fact that on our last podcast of season one, we did that whole decade in a re- in review, and, and the three of us agreed that the best sports moment of the decade was the Cubs breaking that, Incredible. that, that curse, right? Yeah, yeah. That You don't get that with other sports, and, yeah. and I don't know why, but and, and that's that's also, you know, unironically, we, we make fun of me a lot for, for liking baseball over other sports, you know? 
Because you can't deny the history there. No. Exactly. And and that's why it's such a great sport to watch because there's so much about it that you can just like look into and like dig into and uh it's a very like heady sport, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But I think Rob Manfred saying that this title is basically useless, doesn't matter, whatever, and that the Astros cheating was yeah, it was bad, but it's fine, it's all good. It is sending the wrong message to fans everywhere. 100%. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about this before. We'll probably talk about it again. But the biggest word, the most important word, is precedent. Mm-hmm. He did not set a precedent for cheating in the future. And so, in my opinion, Rob Manfred, ha- uh, his legacy is going to be tarnished by his lack of seeing the moment as, oh, a great opportunity to set precedent, right? Yeah. The Supreme Court in our country does a great job, in my opinion. I mean, that's a political statement here <laughs> for the podcast. But you could just say the Supreme Court's job is to set precedent, yeah. right? Yeah. Obergefell v. Hodges, they're like, okay. Okay, gay marriage, we're setting a precedent. That's a huge precedent to be set. But like, we can see that that function uh, politically for the country, the function of that institution, the Supreme Court, is to set precedent, is to set the rules, is to set the culture. Rob Manfred has decided to set set these rules, set this culture, and in and in all of our opinion. It's not the right precedent, and yeah. it's not hard enough. And I don't think, and I don't know what we should do about it. There are very many people that disagree with that. That's the thing, which is, lends to the question: is is usually something like this? You have at least two sides on it, but the only people defending this are Astros fans. Everybody else, including people in other sports, LeBron James, which is why I brought him up, yeah. thinks that this was the wrong decision. And when that many people, th- like I think that a statement in a a, a reversal of sorts is coming soon because he needs to save face right now. He is not popular. Do you think that they ca- can even he change the ruling? Can he add to their punishment or is it too late? I think what he can do is nullify the 2017 World Series title. And I think if he did that, that would make a lot of people happy. It would make Houston mm. fans very upset. But I think a lot of people would see that as just punishment for what they did. Here's what I'm going to call their, for. Their investigation found that they were guilty. It found that they had cheated yeah. through the regular season and through the postseason. And automatically, that should revoke somebody's title. Or at least put an asterisk next to their name. I'm okay with the asterisk. I, I don't think that the taking it away. I think that just makes everyone else go, yeah. you guys were already dumb and this is all you're going to do. And it makes Houston fans go, but that was important to us. Sure. Um, and so what I think that they can do is they didn't investigate 2018 or 2019. No. Which, according to everything we know, they were absolutely cheating. And they got them more, more elaborate the, with it. Why would the Astros stop cheating, right? Right. Let's think you about this won. as detectives. You just won the World Series and you're like, and you're sitting at the end of your 2017 season and you're thinking, well, that was successful. What would make a human stop doing that? All of a sudden, <laughs> everyone got all virtuous? I don't think that happened, Quinn. And another thing about that, too, is is whatever cheating method that they came up with now, if if they did, you know, I'm not saying that they did, but if they came up with a new cheating method, what's to stop them from continuing to use that? Because they hadn't gotten caught for that, you know? Yeah. And if I'm the Oakland A's and I file something to the MLB saying they're obviously taking our signs, we have some level of evidence, and I see them, I see the Ast- I see the MLB do nothing about the Astros, then what stops the Oakland A's from starting to sign, sign steal? Right, and also... It, Who it, else is having a complex sign stealing thing right gonna, now? We need to investigate that. It's going to make teams hesitant to actually report that to the league as well because it's going to be like, well, even if we do, they're not going to do anything about it. So then what's your option to win, Quinn? You're going to pull the Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong's like, okay, well, I'm. everyone is doping in the Tour de France. I'll dope. Why? Because these the bicyclist people, I don't know, really know who's yeah. in charge of the bicyclist We're people. We're big bicycle fans. The Tour de France police. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tour de French police. Yep. <laughs> well, think about that, though. Yeah. For the steroid era, okay, no one's being caught for steroids. My only option to be competitive for my brand, my family, myself— my team is to also is juice. to also juice, and so what the other teams, the precedent that is sent here is the MLB is going to give me just a slap on the wrist if they investigate it at all yep. for the cheating. 
So how do you compete? You cheat. Rob Manfred, when you're listening to this, and I know you are, uh, you've got two options. Option one, investigate 2018 and 2019, and then based off of those two seasons, even just those two seasons alone, hand down a real judgment. Or option two, what Connor is saying, we have a no-holds-barred, whatever-you-can-do-to-win season where there's just no rules. I'm talking no umpires. Players make their own calls. So If you can tackle a guy from getting to first base and hit him with the ball... That's an out. The, the next, the next place Quinn, I want to take is, this. Said Seth wants the Hunger Games. Is what <laughs> he do. just asked for. I do. He just asked for the Hunger Games. We're two steps away. We baby. should be more worried. A hop, skip, and a jump. The next place I want to take this is uh, the division that is existing both within the owners of the league, which are the big budget owners, the people like the uh, Yankees, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Cubs these big market teams um, who have a lot of money and these small market teams. Because if this consists and this keeps going on and people know that this is going on and big teams are cheating because yeah. they have the resources to cheat, it's going to create a, a schism of sorts uh, among the owners. And at the same time, we already have within the MLB Players Union, the, the, the player base is split. Right. Because you have... Those that are like, you know, within the union saying, "Oh, we need to protect the Astros." You know, they are. Are there people? Are there players? The players' like, union protect gave gave them immunity. They were the ones that argued that. No, to, to well, Manfred. that's the job of the players' union is to say, no matter what, we take the side of the right. players because they have the inherent right as a but player now, within a, a company to be protected. Weird, exactly. Okay. But now the players. There are two sides of the players, and and half the players are saying, "Get these guys out of here." Yeah, pl hey, players they union, out. they violated th their rights by cheating. They violated all the other players, so they got to be void because they if they're now, not following the rules, then right. why should the rules the, the rules that help them apply to them? They got to yeah. now determine who they want to defend. And what I'm saying here is, I can, I can see. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's 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 pretty unlikely because it would have to be you know, a lot of tension for yep. it to happen, but I can realistically see another strike coming. Hmm. And I think that if, if I would love to see that, what if, would be behind this strike? Like the division between the players and the, and but the, what would they be calling for? They would need to be calling for a reform in, in baseball in general, whether that's with the players union, whether that's with uh, the commissioner himself, whether that's with the owners. Yeah. Um, I, I can see the owners and the players getting fed up with all this nonsense yeah. uh, that exists within baseball and striking if this con it continues. Because, man, baseball makes so much money off of all the games that they have. I mean, even just a, like a random like Tuesday yeah. afternoon game, you've got that's that's the big money maker for baseball up. because the 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 premier summer event in America. Is going to a baseball game with your buddies, you know? Yeah, that's, like, I, I mean, if I think about it, I probably spend more on baseball than any other sport. Right, and and you're not even a primary baseball fan. No, it's it's third of three. <laughs> right, yeah. it's like it's like, hey, let's go to the Padres game tonight. Hockey you know, is just fourth we can. of three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's go to the like. It, it's a very common thing to say, hey, let's go to the ballpark, let's have some beers, and let's just hang out hey, and, and hey, watch hey, our team hey, play. Hey, 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 hey. No, beers that's what like other people are saying. I did go to the ballpark with my roommate and he got two nine dollar beers that were watered down and i said you paid more for that than you did for your ticket beers at <laughs> the world series beers. last year were 18 dollars. so <laughs> anyway but, but like that's 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 the brand of baseball so by striking you're eliminating half the money of and i'd have i'd have to look up the statistics for the 1994 strike that happened uh where they had to cancel the latter half of the season um but I'm sure players wouldn't want to do it, but I could see it happening realistically. Yeah. And I think what you're touching on, Quinn, is the conversation implication. And I appreciate that because the implication with this is that Rob Manfred did such a poor job with dealing with this cheating scandal himself that now the we could say the implication of that action is that the players are going to strike. Right. As much as your players will stop playing. And so think about how the fact that we're even having this conversation at all to me is shocking because it just goes to show the symptom of what 
illness, disease, Rob Manfred's decision brought us to. Yeah. We shouldn't even be able to have this conversation, right? No, I hate that we're talking about this. We I, should be talking about too. freaking basketball. Or we, or here's, here's the, the thing. thing. We love it because it's also Rob Manfred perhaps shows his stripes as a bad leader and we as three guys who like to participate in democracy are like, okay, bad leader. We all vote him out. Boom. New leadership, new rules. Maybe we're due for this and that conversation is important to have because some justice needs to come down the pipe because Rob Manfred is a spineless commissioner. Yeah. As a baseball fan. I say that not knowing him. As a baseball fan. Or seeing his spine. What I should be. (laughs) Have you ever seen him and his spine in the same place? Nope. Doesn't have one. <laughs> As a baseball Quinn, fan, X Files in what I, I did meet his spine once. <laughs> what was he like? No, but Rob Manfred wasn't there. <laughs> the spine isn't it, Quinn. It was just me, Gorth, in the spine. <laughs> Creepy. I think it was a dream. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds more like a nightmare to me. <laughs> no, it was a dream. Um, I th- okay. So, as a baseball fan, I think um, what I should be focused on right now is not this. It should be. Um, it should be the fact that spring training is starting. The Padres have yeah. their first spring training game on Saturday. And it's like, it, you know, one of our best pitching prospects is going to be pitching and it's going to be fun. And um, I should be excited about that, you know? Instead, there's this looming thing over me, over the fan base, over all the players, over all the coaches, the owners. And they know that there is there is fire off in the distance, yeah. you know? Um, the first game of the year, fans have already decided... Uh, the the Astros open against the Angels. Right. Um, we should go to that. By no, the way. straight up, I am down to buy tickets with you guys for the Sunday game. It's like eighteen bucks. What day is it? Sunday game. Sunday game. <laughs> but uh, like, let me let me look. But like, that's looming over the heads of the players because they know, come that game, there's going to be retaliation. Yeah. The first game of the year, pitches are going to be thrown at the Astros. They're going to be struggling with this all year long. And also, yeah. To that to that point. Um, kind of tangent here. I think hiring Dusty Baker was a great move for the Astros because he's a no-nonsense type manager. And despite all that stuff that's happened in the past, he is the guy that can take the Dusty Baker is thinking, all right, boys, listen. Everyone eat about five more pounds of burgers because you're going to be getting plunked all season. But the bright side is is we're going to have boys on bases. (laughs) And so I would just say this. For me, Stephen A. Smith... Um, a commentator who often speaks um, for me on issues. I give him my ideas and he sort of just serves them up on the national stage. Anyway, he had a really good point to be made about the Astros. We shouldn't be giving them base on balls by plunking them, by throwing at them, right? We should not be giving them any competitive advantage to make our statement as the people who are against what they did. What we should do before every game, this is all he was saying, before every game, your team just turns around and doesn't speak to them, doesn't talk to the Astros as a symbolic gesture, doesn't have to be more than five minutes, can can just be like one symbol of our team does not stand for what you did, Ossity didness, right? That's yeah. what it can be as a symbol. And it doesn't have to actually be giving them some competitive advantage that they're getting two extra guys on base per game because, sure, we all want to throw baseballs at them because in baseball, that's how you deal with justice. But I'm also thinking on a grand scheme, okay, 31 other teams or I guess 29 teams, let's all not give them a competitive advantage. Instead, at the end of the game, let's not high five them or let's uh, turn around from them or, you know, the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. We put them in the outfield. You have to stand in the outfield. You can't be <laughs> the t- the camera's going to have to pan to us putting you in the outfield or whatever. <laughs> you know, some symbol outside of the game so they don't get a competitive advantage. I just think that as a small act, uh, but an important act that should last all season. If here's the deal, Quinn. On a separate note, Rob Manfred should have put an asterisk or taken that pennant away. Absolutely. Yep. I, I, all night I've been saying the precedent he didn't set and what the precedent he should have set was a no nonsense precedent, you know, to make them a scapegoat to say, if you cheat, this will happen. You know what boys? Tinfoil hat time. Ooh. Y'all remember the tinfoil hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what happened to that? We just haven't had time on any of our other podcasts. There hasn't been enough new stuff to guess. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Zion, MVP or rookie of the year. Okay. No, MVP would be. Tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, that's tinfoil. Yeah. That is some conspiracy theory. Okay. But let me just say this. This is what 
should happen. Tinfoil hat. This is what I think happened. Mm-hmm. Why Rob Manfred's decision was so, uh, let's call it soft. It was a very soft punishment, a very light slap of the wrist. Um, I think because he only investigated one year, because his decision to the Astros was like your manager has to have a timeout and your coach gets a break, <laughs> like literally a sabbatical. It's almost like a gift to the coach because he gets a year off to recollect himself, hang out with his family, get happier, learn new ways to cheat. It's a sabbatical. <laughs> He's giving the owner a sabbatical. It's literally a, a gift. So what is behind a soft punishment and him not taking away the pennant and only investigating one year, Seth, is that there, this rabbit hole must go way deeper than any of us understand because it is nonsensical. It's like not starting Todd Gurley in the 2018-19 Super Bowl. Uh, what happened to Todd Gurley? Like, what happened that would make you only investigate one year? Anyone, like, if I, Connor, like a college student who likes to watch sports, it thinks you got to investigate more than one year, I'm not the only one in America thinking that. Mm-hmm. Which means I'm not the only person around the league office who's thinking that. Which means I think this cheating scandal, this is my tinfoil hat, runs so deep across every single team that if they were to investigate this fully and truly, mm-hmm. we would find out that everyone was cheating. That is why this is so soft. That is why he only he didn't take away the pennant. Because I think... That they found that everyone is cheating, and so they're like, but still, "Oh no, I think don't you cheat!" Still fix that, and that, though. and that's my point, Quinn. I think that this is insider shady business, and I think we got to fix it because I think that his decision being so soft is actually huge. It's bigger than we even mm. even understand because for him at such a position with so much, um, let's say he needs. He has no accountability, and he has so much responsibility that his soft decision likely is the like illness of a corrupt system that's in charge. If you're right, then all these players who are talking, who are just just crapping on the Strohs right now. But also, what then, if they're not in on it? That's the thing. Is because uh, I don't know. Well, who, who's not in on it? All these other guys. So because it, I'm here, just here's saying, the thing. if he's if what he's saying is true, then a lot of teams are cheating. Then your Cody right. Bellingers, your Aaron Judges, all these other guys that have spoken out have cheated, and yet they're still going and saying, "Man, those Astros, like those guys over there, they're the bad guys." And there have been pictures where you know you, you got a little buzzer, and I'm right putting here, on my tinfoil hat. I got some. I got some. All right, go for it. I'm curious. So. I just want to say, notice how you got a lot of big athletes talking about this, right? Yeah. Have you seen any from the Yankees? Yeah. Who? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Okay. That's about it, right? Yeah, it's but still, I've only seen like a couple, one okay. Dodger. Yeah. Have you seen, yeah, one, one from the Dodgers? Oh, Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton said he'd have 80 home runs if he was able to know what was coming. He's okay. like, I would have hit hat runs. take is debunked. Ha. I was gonna we say we did it. I was gonna say <laughs> that wasn't too long because I, I I couldn't think of any Yankees, any Red Sox, any. Um, you were gonna say they were all doing it, or I would have said that those big market teams were. Here's the thing, Quinn. If I'm right in my tinfoil hat take, which is obviously true, because here's the thing: I'm trying to make sense of why that decision was so poor, and so the only thing that would make sense is that if the truth was found, if the real investigation was done, I think first of all, it's it's malpractice to not do the full investigation. But if it was done, it would have been so deep, it would have been it would have been hurtful, more hurtful to the entire MLB brand than what the commissioner did, which was just a slap on the wrist to one team, and then everyone else is like, "Hey, they shouldn't have done that." Because I just believe that I don't know, Seth. It is possible that these players also cheated in these other big markets and they are like, hey, Astros, you shouldn't have done that because they're all putting up this guise that says we're all not cheating. That would still fall under the possibility that there is this is so corrupt that the, I agree. the commissioner doesn't even want to ruin the brain of his sport because everyone else is cheating. So they're under the guise that still falls under by that by possibility. Yeah. The guise that it might just have been the Astros. I don't think so. Because they're because of their investigation was so weak, I, as an inquisitive person, must assume that you didn't investigate all the facts. Right. Therefore, every possibility is on the table, including the fact Ooh. that the MLB is more corrupt than we ever understood, period. If there's a strike, you're wrong. 
because yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's the player saying investigate go go for it but if there's the not a strike of their own money right yeah if there's not a strike and all the players are like okay back to playing yeah and if there is a strike perhaps more than the astros which still proves my point in part <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But also, you're not wrong. I do understand what you're saying. The strike would definitely weigh what I said either way. But you're right. If everyone just kind of goes Mm. back to playing and and leaves this as some sort of, uh, let's call it flashpoint memory in the uh, baseball, uh, I don't know, timeline, then then we have to assume as inquisitive people, that every other possibility is still the case with an investigation that is incomplete because if I don't have all the facts, I can't con- come to all the conclusions. Yeah, we got two years of baseball to investigate. That we haven't. Why haven't Why we? Why haven't we? They're, I'm mad. I'm mad. Yep. So that's, I, I mean, I think that's all we can really talk about on this topic. We've 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 talked a lot about it. I'm, I'm satisfied with what we've said about it, you know? We've all yeah. said the truth, Quinn. And Although that is our duty. There will inevitably be, be more advancements on this story within the next week, and I'm sure it'll come up again in next week's podcast. Especially during the regular season, spring training, how yeah. other teams deal with the Astros. I'll be interested to see what other teams are it's doing. Making, it's making our year of, of baseball talk that we're forced into. I'm keeping my tinfoil hat on also, until proven otherwise. All right. Also, that the whole MLB is corrupt, by the way. Also, I mean, there's not that much to talk about this time of the year anyway, so it's kind of good that this is happening because, you know, it gives us stuff to... Yeah, and that's true. This is good for baseball only in as much as they're in the national conversation, both in sports and actually like the news. That's good for the brand, but the truth of the matter is it might be worse for the brand in the end for the commissioner to allow cheating in some way, shape, or form, which I'm telling you right now, Quinn, I'm telling you right now, Seth... Until I am told otherwise, until there is either a strike or until Rob Manfred himself does the complete investigation top to bottom, looks under every stone, I, Connor Pritchett, am under the impression that the MLB is way more corrupt than I ever understood because the investigation, like the FIFA thing, (laughs) why is there going to be a World Cup in Qatar? What? That is corrupt. Is there? No, there was no, no, going no. to be a World Th- Cup no, in Qatar. Ca- it was down to Qatar and all of North America, and North America won. Why was there almost a World <laughs> Cup in Qatar? Uh, yeah, no, that's kind of wild that there was. It's shady. It got that far in the okay, process. Yeah. That still stands. Since no one listens this far in the podcast anyway, let's just rattle off a few things that I think would be fun to talk about. Um, one, the XFL. <laughs> I think it's really fun to. Yeah, I know we got we got like two minutes. So XFL have the the, the best so much e- XFL team play the Bengals and just <laughs> all right because Premier League style. That's how they do it. A couple of teams get relegated. The worst teams get relegated to the lower division, and the best ones from from the from the lower one get to go up. So I'm telling you, man, the the DC Defenders looking real nice with Cardale Jones right now. Don't under you center. dare talk about the DC Defenders. They just beat the Seattle whatevers, and I'm pissed <laughs> off about that. And they beat the the Gladiators. I don't know where the heck Cardale Jones is going off right now. <laughs> Cardale Jones is a monster. Um, also, that's the first time anyone said that to a microphone since he was playing at Ohio like five years ago. Yep. Also, I saw Ten, on seven years ago. I don't even. I saw on a Reddit comment. This made me laugh, so I have to say it. Um, to you guys, because I think you guys will laugh too. I saw on a Reddit comment that was like, I think in 10 years they're going to make a movie about this like they did with Eight Men Out for the <laughs> Black Sox scandal. Yep. And Jose Altuve is going to be played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, baby, get him. Uh, Honestly, Peter Dinklage is one of my favorite actors. I think he could do a range. great Jose Altuve. <laughs> And that's to the testament of Peter Dinklage. I am not in any way condoning the actions of Jose Altuve and the Astros. Just the acting prowess of Peter Dinklage. And finally, I think we should all buy lottery tickets because if we all three win, like, the Powerball, Mega Millions, you know, whatever. All three? Uh, yeah, Dinklage, all three of us. You have uh, high hopes. The New York Mets are for sale. Uh, so... When <laughs> Yo, uh, we could buy them and then cheat. Pete Alonzo, boys. We're buying Pete Alonzo. <laughs> that's, that's a great investment. Woo. That's a great investment. Let's buy the Mets. I'm not buying the Mets. I'm buying the Knicks, and I'm gonna fix it, boys. I'm fixing the Knicks. I, I, I wanna I wanna person. win the I wanna win the lottery and buy a sports team. How much fun would that be? Okay, I'm just gonna say that, Quinn. 
that is like if I had that's my answer of like oh Connor if you're given ten million dollars or whatever what will you do with ten million sorry sorry ten billion or five hundred million whatever yeah I'm like oh buy a really small market sports team well yeah that's what Michael Jordan did with the Charlotte right yeah that's kind of fun yeah the Charlotte Hornets yeah in a previous podcast I call them the Bobcats why yes because I I grew up with the Bobcats so sue me all right. Uh, that does it for today. Gerald Wallace. Thanks for listening to us rant Michael about sports Jordan. as usual. Uh, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> hey, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Actually, Instagram. Though, we do have those now. GPS Sports Official. Uh, we're going to be increasingly Connor active on those Pritchett in the coming on Instagram. Weeks. That's yeah. me personally. I post infrequently <laughs> yeah. on social media. It's almost never about sports. Might either. be at the hands of the it's devil. It's sometimes just like a picture of somebody's leg. Yeah. Which yeah. is enough. Anywho, right? enough. thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on GPS Sports. <laughs>